One of the work of Saturn is to blind people's mind so that you think you see, you walk in darkness. Can you imagine God parting the Red Sea? What will it benefit me to be free tomorrow? And right now, I'm dying of hunger. I want to satisfy my immediate needs. And that is the trap many people are falling to. How do you compare the food of angels with the onions of Pharaoh? You're listening to the Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast, Season 8, Road to Revelation. We're here to help you crave a healthier spiritual diet by teaching you to ask the right questions, seek the right answers in the right place, God's Word, and break free of the junk food the world wants to shove down your throat. We live in a broken world. We can fall down in despair or rise up for our wedding day. This season, we're looking at what it really means to be the bride of Christ in the end times and the many things we can learn from the book of Revelation that will guide us today, tomorrow, and to the end of time. Join us and fellow listeners from 47 states and 66 countries as we marinate on the Word of God, clear the junk from our pantries, and feast on real, everlasting food. Support the show by sharing this episode with two friends that need a godly snack and becoming a partner at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast for as low as $5 a month. And now let's dig into the meal. All right. Hey, what's up? Hello. This is our hundredth episode. Should I go? Should I say it? Should I say it? I, I think you and should. And it's awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> it is so awesome to be here. It is awesome to be here with you guys, both those that are listening, those who are watching. Um, it is exciting. I always say that, too. It's exciting. That's what I expected you to I, say. I, well, and then you I, threw you out know, awesome. I was like, all right, then, hundred. I was kind of thinking about that song. Awesome. I better not go too far. I I better not go too far. We might get shut down. (laughs) Right. That's all. Yeah. And it won't be because of the songs because we're saying that God is awesome. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But (laughs) that only happens later. Right. This is our, this is our hundredth episode. And man, I I think that uh, I'm going to turn it over to Michelle to just kind of bring us in. Yeah. So welcome to the hundredth episode of the pantry podcast. We started this back right when the world, the world's always been crazy, but right when everyone across the globe pretty much agreed. And now it's crazy. And what's funny is we did not start this podcast because of the shutdowns and we didn't start it because we were locked in together and just needed something to do. We'd been praying about it since the very beginning of the year. And, uh, and it's been amazing what God has done. And we want to shout out some people that have done a lot for us. Now, this is different. We're, we acknowledge every listener and we thank you for listening and joining us each week. Um, we, we shout out everyone who funds us through Patreon. But this list is a little different because these are people who have done something other than listen um, that we haven't shouted out before today. And so we want to shout out Jeremiah Ferris of Eternity Ready Radio for always being there. He is a he hosts an online Christian radio station, and it's an amazing place to listen to music from the word, podcasts from the word. It's awesome. Um, and he's always been there in support of, of us, and he's always promoted us to everybody he talks to. He's awesome. Um, we also want to thank Peter and Misty from Spark Collective for all that they've done um, to support us, to build us, to inspire us, and, and give us a community. We also want to thank my mom um, because we do have a little girl, and sometimes we're like, Mom, can you watch Kalia? 
while we record an episode. <laughs> and that, um, <laughs> so most of the guest interviews that we have are because my mom was able to watch our daughter while that yes. was happening. And yes. then finally, to normally we take our own photos. We're about to drop a brand new podcast cover art. Super exciting. But normally we take photos ourselves. This time, Anugraha Ayer, he's amazing. We're going to link to him in the yes. show notes, as well as Maddie Perry, yep. who was another photographer back in season two that's taken our photos. Both of them have not asked for much. They just wanted to help us. So we want to shout out all of them for making a big difference. I, I, go there. I'm telling you, cool, cool platform. Man, there's all kinds of things to do. Um, I want to shout out some countries. This yeah. is something we always do. Uh, these are our most downloaded countries. So yeah. these are the ones that had the most. So U.S., India, France, Australia, and watch this, the Ukraine. That's really cool. Yeah, that's that really, really cool. cool. And if you're listening from any other country, I challenge you to leave us a review so we shout you out next. I'm, I'm going to say something real quick, too. <laughs> uh, a sh- Georgie hits me up the other day from India, right? Uh-huh. And he, he's he got his college student from, you know, you know he works with college people at the church. And this, this person shows him the pantry podcast says, yo, you got to check out this podcast. And, and Georgie, he's a good friend of ours from India who's been on the show a couple of times. Yeah. And it's like, Georgie's like, I know them. They're like my family. And, and so that was oh, really cool. Wow. That was really I cool. Didn't even know Add that. that into the hundredth. Well, bam. So again, shout <laughs> out to India. We know you guys, as well as Australia, you guys are going through a very significant turn of events, which leads us in to us, I guess mm, we did not originally, yeah. originally this was just going to be us. And then this is the most fitting guest ever. So mm. I'm going to let you introduce yeah, so our guest. Th- so today we're going to be talking about Marked. So the name of this, of this episode is Marked. Um, hello. I think if you walk down the street, you said the Mark of the Beast, you said 666. I mean, most people, even non-believers would at least catch 666 yeah. and they would be able to associate it to something, whether they believe in it or not believe in it, that terminology exists. Um, where does this come from? Le- Revelations 13, 16 through 18. Also, it causes all both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Um, that isn't the only marking in the Bible. We're going to dig into this as we get into this because we're also, as believers, we're marked um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of awesome. So we're just going to dig in. Man, our guest, honestly, I didn't shout him out because he's here. Right. And, and that is like <laughs> a complete blessing to me. Uh, met Pastor Jackson eight, eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. And I'm telling you what, it, it started out like he was discipling me. And you know how discipleship works. It kind of like you start to just become friends and, and like, you know, that now we just edify one another all the time. We talk at least two or three times a week. He's all the way from Kisumu, Kenya. He's a part of King Jesus Faith Ministry. He's also part of Turning Point Ministry, which is a ministry for building up leaders in the church. He is all over Kenya. I'm telling you, this guy travels. He's also, I like this part. He's a Maasai. Uh, he's originally a Maasai. You guys can look that up or you can email me and It'll ask me a question. It'll be in the show notes. But he, what is beautiful about his heart is he loves God so much that when he came to Christ, he gave up everything. He gave up tradition. He gave up culture and he decided, you know what? I'm going to go into Kisumu, which isn't even the tribal lands where he's from right. and say, I am going to be a part of a different people. And I am going to share the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, Pastor Jackson, welcome to the show. It is awesome, my friend. I love you. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Michelle and Shaw uh, Watson. What a great honor and privilege to be on this show today. Thank you very much. No, thank you. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, like Kenya doesn't always have, I mean, like there's some places with strong Wi-Fi, some place not. He is up in the middle of the night 
so that the Wi-Fi is super strong so that he can be on here. So forgive any glitches, but hey, the spirit is faithful. And also, if you have supported our ministry at all when we were working, we still are, um, with the food pantry that started at the beginning of all of the COVID stuff, this is the recipient who has been figuring out where this money would best be served prayerfully and helping the community that he pastors as well as surrounding churches, everybody in the community, regardless of if they go to church. So- this is the fruit of the labor. And and we still have those links up. And so there is still a need in Kenya. And if you want to be a co-laborer with us in this mission to help support a community, a church, a community, and like other brothers and sisters in Christ from different churches, hey, get online, go to the pantrypodcast.com. Slash Kenya. Oh, there you go. That they takes get you straight their own there. Page. That's what I'm talking about. So Pastor Jackson, I'm excited because Shay talks to you so much more than I do. Uh, <laughs> but... So give us your take on being marked by the Lord. So not the mark of the beast, but what does it mean to you to be marked by the Lord? First of all, just as Chef said at the beginning of the show, there are different kinds of marks. And let me say, first of all, marked for eternity, that is salvation, Mm. because nobody can come to Christ until they are marked. Jesus said, for nobody can come to me until they are pulled by my father. Those people may be lost in sin right now, but they are already marked by destination or something like that. To be marked by God, if I may start from that point, is to be set aside, one, Mm. for salvation in Christ Jesus, and two, set aside for the service of God. One, you can be marked for salvation, and then God move you to the next level where you are marked for his service, because we have very many people who are believers They are already marked, but they are not in the service. But Mm. at this end time, God is moving us from just being level of being normal believers to being co-laborers to Christ. I like that. Right there, co-laborers with Christ. What does that look like? I mean, you know, people can sit here and say, well, oh, that's works. That's workspace. But I think you had two distinct separations there, right? When you're marked for salvation, I mean, what is that seal like? How powerful is that seal? Can that seal be taken away? No, that seal cannot be taken away. Salvation makes you a member of the family of God. Like John chapter number one basically means the one who is the right here of the promise. When a person is marked for salvation and they receive Jesus Christ, that, that seal cannot be taken away. That person may have some little issues here and there, but... Once a person is a member of the family of God, as Jesus said, and them that my father has given me, nobody can take them or snatch them away from me because the mark of salvation is an eternal mark. The the only requirement to be a member of the family of God is to believe in Jesus Christ. And from that point, God began to Work in me and work in you as you begin to grow in that knowledge and in that understanding of the word. So then on that second point, what drives you to work? My drive to work is because I love the Lord and I want to share the same experience I have with people. I don't work for God to save me because he has already saved me. I work for God because I'm already saved. Mm. You understand? So I'm not... not I'm not working so that I earn something from God. I am working because I've already earned something from God. I was I was telling one of our most avid listeners today who hangs out at our house a lot, Abby Shibley. <laughs> yeah. Um I was telling her today, you know, it's that <laughs> that um 
That's so important, the love. And a way to help understand is, you know, my life with my husband, I don't just want him to not divorce me. Yeah. I want to have a relationship with him and I want that relationship to grow, not because it prevents divorce, but because I'm not even thinking about divorce, but because that's the point, right? The point of marriage is to grow in it and to help one another and serve one another and work together to serve others and bear fruit through our children and our other, you know, works. But it's not where I'm sitting there like I have to wash the dishes or he'll divorce me. Right. Or I have to act right and behave or he'll divorce me. It's ordained by the Lord. But this is like on this physical plane, a marriage between two people. Now, when you add in that you're married to Christ, isn't that so much more perfect because your husband is Christ? And I love that because the ring that I wear with my husband, it's a physical ring. Moss will kill. But like you said, you know, it's a seal. You know, in Ephesians one thirteen, we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And right. that's, you know, the thing that signifies mm. it. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now to get into the weeds. So when we look at history, there's been several different times when people could sit there and say, oh, well, this is the mark of the beast. I, I think that anytime something had, had a requirement to where somebody had to do something in order to purchase something or buy something or gain something. Um, we we would have to sit there and, and look at like the similarity to it. People won't be able to buy or or sell, mm-hmm. you know. In the Bible, that's right. actually in Revelation too. And and so when we're looking at these markings, you know, I think it's important. This, why we brought out the sealed from the Holy Spirit is because you have to understand something as believers in Jesus Christ that we're we're secure. That doesn't right. mean that we're not a part of what's going on. That just means that we have an eternal destiny. That is secure and ha- and cannot be shaken or moved or taken away from us, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to feel the impact of what will go on around right. us. And it's this necessity to be and continue to be enslaved by the world. We're the benefactors of this beautiful kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've heard this a thousand times, uh, Pastor Jackson, and, and you can help us clear it up. That people are saying you get injected with the vaccine, you've received the mark of the beast. True or false? I don't think this vaccine really is uh, the mark of the beast. Uh, let me let me let me let me put it this way so that we understand. Satan more or less and copy and paste how God works and how God operates. And you have to understand that even when God wants to introduce something, He may not introduce it once. It is levels, and every level leads to something. And uh, let me put it this way: Do you know? Before Adam fell, not like God woke up one morning and he said, oh, Adam has fallen, what am I going to do? In fact, the revelation, the Bible saying about Jesus Christ, John say he saw one like the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. In other words, even before Adam fell, God had a plan. But that plan of God will not be just be introduced once. And God started process, a level by level, Adam, when he fell, and God said, okay, fine, let me look for something temporary to cover his sin and his physical nakedness, but I have a long-time eternal plan. And then God began to move 
He brought Noah into place. He brought Abraham into place. He brought the children of Israel into place. He brought the law into place. And he brought the prophets. All these were plans leading to salvation. And more or less, Brother Sheam, the enemy also has copied that plan. That the enemy could be achieving something, but he put strategies and mechanisms in places. That today, this may not be the mark of the beast, but is laying a foundation for the same more or less is a system being introduced so that you have no place to turn, so that you have no option. There is uh, something going on in Africa, in a nation called Cameroon. Cameroon is in the west, western part of Africa. There is um, a football tournament. That is an African kind of uh, soccer. competition. Yeah, soccer. It's soccer. It's soccer. They had to say everybody is going to watch football. They have to have a job. And some people had to walk away. And uh, of the people that were vaccinated, only 3%. And the other number were not. And so there, were, there was no option. And this, is, and this is my point. Anything that take my freedom and right away is not from God. Anything that make me choose between this and that is not from God. Because Galatians chapter number five and verse number one, the symbol of Christ in the Bible is the symbol of, of liberty. If you are to mention Christ in one word in the Bible will be liberty. That is why Jesus said, that I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And John chapter number eight say that when you know the truth, that truth will set you free. So at this point, let me, let me not talk so much, but let me say this may not be the mark of the beast, but it may be bringing and introducing a certain process and a certain setup. You said that the sign of the Lord is liberty. And I look at the other sides that would come against that and say, well, liberty allows you to do so many bad things. That's not of God either. The conversation often is, well, you know, you can't drive without car insurance in America. You can't, you know, it's illegal to ride without a seatbelt. So they have things in place where you can't do this without this. You can't go in a store without money and walk out with food. And so don't you already have a thing where you have to have something to get something? So how is this different? Why? Like, what would you say to the people who say, well, you know, there's already rules in place. How is this any different? I might not be able to drive a car without a seatbelt because if something happened, it might be harmful to me. Every other vaccine that you take, you can't get polio if you took polio vaccine. You understand Mm -hmm. what I mean? But current vaccine we are talking about, you take the vaccine, but you are still vulnerable. Then what is the use? We, we are not saying that um, if, uh, if your conviction allows you to take, uh, you, 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 you shouldn't take. But I'm talking at this moment from my personal conviction, my personal work with God. I feel like anything that make me a slave to another thing, then that one remove the work of Christ in because just like as I said, the, the, the symbol of Christ is liberty. But I'm not talking of liberty to do anything that I want, but liberty to do everything that makes Christ happy and everything that glorifies God. Because my freedom is not to fulfill my lastly desire, but my freedom is to express my divine passion. 
Uh, you know, there is a rule for you can't uh, drive a car without a seatbelt. You can't uh, drive a car without an insurance. The policemen or the government cannot take children away from me because I don't have insurance or because I don't have a seatbelt. The policemen can't tell me you can't work in this place because you don't have an insurance. Why this one particular thing? Why is this thing so much attached to the most essential and basic things of life? So that I have to choose between, and I'm sorry if, if, if this talk is hard, but it's okay because that, that is my heart in black and white. But where am, I, where am I supposed to choose between my wife and freedom? Remember this, always, what makes man different from animals is the soul. Mm. The place to make choices. The reason I'm born again is because God has made all the choices available. That Jesus Christ is a choice that is available. And then I choose that and now I am a son of God for that matter. I reject him and then I'm condemned as the word of God say. So what I'm just basically saying, I don't understand all this pressure. Right. As, a, as humans, when we start to feel the pressure, like the pressure cooker starting to go, we tend to run towards seeing things and avoid trusting the unseen. And so a, a little breakdown, what causes that? What brings us to this, this ideology that I, all of a sudden, I, you know, I'm God, 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 God. And then when things get hard, it's like, uh, world. The nature of man is I want to solve my problems immediately. Like, okay, uh, it's okay, fine. But uh, now my problem is I have to be vaccinated so that uh, I can go and work and have food. Mm. And the enemy has mastered that. And the other day we were talking with you and I gave you the story of the children of Israel. You can imagine people have been in slavery for 400 years and freedom has come. And you know, Sheila Watson and Michelle Watson, one of the effects of darkness, it blinds people's mind. One of the work of Satan is to blind people's mind so that you think you see, you walk in darkness. Mm. Can you imagine God parting the Red Sea? <laughs> the weight and the pressure God put to deliver those people to show that I want you to be free. God was going out of the way. Eventually, the freedom came and now they are on the other side. They are on their way to freedom and liberty. But this voice came back. Things are hard. This is a wilderness because life is a process. Somebody is saying, hey, have you brought us here to die? What will it benefit me to be free tomorrow? And right now, I'm dying of hunger. I want to satisfy my immediate needs. And that is the trap many people are falling to. How do you compare the food of angels with the onions of Pharaoh? <laughs> right, right. How darkness can blind the people? You, you can't see the worth of the food of angels. You're thinking of cucumber. You're thinking of watermelon. I don't know whether you people have in America what you call watermelon or onion for that matter. I'm saying this, my brother, and I'm saying this, my sister. Freedom is very expensive. And one of the things that every human being must appreciate is the fact that Christ brought liberty. So I'm going to throw a verse out for, for everybody. And it's 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. 
It says the God of this age, that's, that's the enemy. That's, that's the, the, the principality of this air. This is the one who rules this atmosphere in the world, um, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Egypt or Israel wanted to, to go back to slavery. Uh, Israel saw all these beautiful miracles and, and, and saw how God was working and how God was powerful. And yet they get into, you know, in, 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 into it. Of course, you know, it, they fell 11 days in. 11 days in, they had the promised land sitting in front of them. And they were, again, afraid to make that step in trusting God. And so that created an incidence where they're 40 years in the desert now. And so when we think about this and we think about what, what is going on, I really want to warn the believers and, and maybe those who might be listening to the show for the first time that we have to move forward very cautiously. Um, I think to run into anything because of a fear or to run into anything because of a security or to run into anything for pure safety, we have to take a step back and do a, 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 a spiritual assessment so that we understand what's really taking place. You know, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and beat anyone up for any decision that they make. But what I'm saying is we have to start looking at the world and start wondering what is going on, you know, and where, where is the Christian supposed to be and how are we supposed to move forward? The world's been conditioned, including a lot of believers. They hear this conversation. They say, oh, you're anti-vax and they dismiss you and they walk away. But what we're saying, and this is the challenge for believers, a system where you're not allowed to function in society and you're reduced to living, I mean, the way it's going to being homeless because you can't work, to begging for food because you can't buy it yourself, to having your children taken away because you can't supply a home for them. All of this can come with the way that things are going. And it could come no matter what they require. It could come if they require you to wear a funny hat or wear a patch on your shirt or just put a microchip in you. That's one of the biggest conspiracy concepts about the mark of the beast. No matter what it is. It, okay, it's not this one. Okay, we defeated in court. It's not constitutional. Okay, what about the rest of the world? But here's the challenge. No matter what you decide, whether or not you decide that this jab or that patch or whatever it is, whatever you decide personally, I challenge you, do not be complicit in an antichrist system, regardless of if you agree with the thing they're trying to use as the gateway to all the goodies, because that's the actual issue. Whether or not you decide this is the right thing for your health, whether or not you decide that this, that, or the third is the thing for you. What they're currently building around, they're insulating this choice with a lot of stuff that makes it hard for people who are genuinely convicted against it to function as a human being in this system. And so I challenge you to not be complicit in the system, even if you agree with the original thing. And I also encourage people to not take this and say, well, the hill I'm going to die on is the mark of the beast. And until then, I'll just comply. Because I don't care. This is not always the thing. You know, it already seems to be losing some steam and people are seemingly fighting against the tyranny that surrounds it because that is the definition of what it is. But there's another thing coming. And I don't know how many other things are coming, but we know revelation exists. And so it's going to come in its absolute form one day. And we don't believe we're going to be here for that. So does that mean you're just going to comply your way and devil may care, keep it easy for you while everyone else that really is convicted suffers just because you won't lose your salvation? I think that that's the biggest thing. So I'm, I'm not interested in preserving my life and keeping my life easy because that's not Christian. And I am more concerned with our people being treated with dignity 
Do people have access to the things that we all commonly need? Or are there groups of people being treated like second or third class citizens against the will of God because of a man-made decision of what's best? That is the definition of how the Antichrist is going to come. So as so out there, we got this mark of the beast thing. We got this idea of, of what we believe the direction is. I know for a fact, 100% since COVID started, there's been days when people in your own congregation or people around you in the community have gone days without food. Now, this doesn't have to do anything with the vaccine. This doesn't have anything to do. This just has to do with the condition of how the world is right now and the pandemic that we're going through and, and what's happening. How do you encourage them? How do you propel them forward in, you know, as their day-to-day walk goes? goes? Just like uh, I'd say one of the things about crisis liberty, we also have to look on the other side. How does the enemy thrive? Through division. These are not vaccinated. These are vaccinated. Division and fear. And I tell people, is a way to encourage them. However difficult life is, don't fall for deception. Do not exchange truth for anything. The Bible says, the book of Proverbs, acquire truth and sell it not. Because truth is very central in the kingdom of God. Christ is the truth. My spiritual life is important more than my stomach. My, 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 my relationship with God is, is more important than anything else. And that's one of the ways that I encourage people. And secondly, I tell people, let us continue pulling together. Let's not allow the enemy separate us. That's why you will see sometime I will call brethren from other churches. Those people may not necessarily believe on the grace message, but those people are believers in Christ. And I go beyond a doctrine to reach out to them, encourage them. And number three, I say, do not walk by fear. Fear itself make more people affected than even the virus itself. We, we must maintain unity by all means. When we maintain unity, we lock out division. And, you know, let me say it, you are white and I'm black. But when we fellowship, there's no color. You, you never talk to me and say like, hey, you know, the skin of your color is black. Oh, you know, you come from a country that does not even exist in the map and all those kind of stuff. Because there is that bond of unity. That when I'm talking to Shea Watson, I can be naked. I will not be afraid. I can, I can express myself. I can even say when I'm disappointed, I don't like what you say. But that does not mean I break the relationship. People must be brought together. We must refuse division and separation. We must refuse a message that belittles some people and separates some people. We must refuse walls. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, for Christ has destroyed the wall of hostility that was between us. And that wall at that time, Paul was talking of the wall between the Jewish and the Gentiles. In this time, we're talking about the wall between the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated, because that is the concept we are talking here. Unity is very important. Unity is very important. Let me, let me, say, let me say this and let this thing go off. The enemy does not think well of you. Just like in the time the children of Israel, they were being taken to Canaan and the enemy is telling them, you don't have to go to Canaan. There are cucumbers here. Even people that they are projecting and they're driving this vaccine, there could be other deeper underlying issues that you may, you and me may not be knowing about. 
And therefore, at this level and time, we must remain united. I may not be vaccinated and I may never be, but I'm still a part of the human race. Those people who are vaccinated, they still need me. That is a fact. And I still need them. And we must protect our unity. Number two, we must refuse fear because fear is not of God. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. When I love people genuinely, I don't fear them. When I love the Lord genuinely, I don't fear him the way I fear a snake. And unity must be maintained by all means. Faith must be preached by all means. And when I say faith, we must refuse fear because the enemy thrive in an environment that is fear. That is why the Bible says, and hopelessness. You remember the story of the children of Israel in the wilderness. Have you brought up so that have you brought us so that we die here in the wilderness? We are not dying in this wilderness, my friends. Because our father loves and cares for us. And Michelle and uh, Cher, God cannot allow the enemy to have the last words. He may have some words, but eventually God will have the last words. It is a very important distinction that we are not sealed based on our choices except for a single choice. And that's whether or not we accept Christ. And there's things like social credit scores and surveillance and AI and metaverses. This is not a vaccine conversation, though we've plugged and dived into that because that's the thing that's happening worldwide right now. There are many things coming down the pipe that we have accepted in that only make it easier to be controlled if we value the things in this world more than the Lord. When you value the things of the Lord, they can threaten to take many a thing from you, but you won't be blinded by that. And that won't be the thing that forces your hand, but instead you will walk away from that. You cannot sacrifice freedom for food. When Elijah refused to blow with the system of Jezebel, God still opened a way and he fed him. Your job is just one of the sources that God is using to provide for you. And there's nothing wrong if you lose the current job because of your conviction. It may be painful and hurting temporarily. But remember the story that I just quoted, the story of Elijah. God said to him, go to the brook. When the brook was dry, he said, go to the widow of Seraphath. When that was over, and God led him step after step after step. And therefore, the, the, the most basic word that I want to speak to those people without sounding religious, God will have his own way in your life. Right. I don't know how and when, but I'm telling you, God will not abandon you. Mm. Do something out of foolishness, but because you are doing it in the name of God, God will receive that as an offering. People may mock you, but God will feel, hey, this has honored me because he knows me. This is Psalms 91 verse 16, if I'm not wrong. He said, because he knows me, I will satisfy him with a long life. That long life is not just eternal life when people go to heaven, but even here on earth. There is that long life, that provision of God. And so I want to tell everybody that is listening to me, yeah, things might be tough, but God will not abandon you. Mm. Hold on to Christ. Hold on to freedom. Hold on to liberty. Hold on to family values. Hold to freedom in Christ Jesus. Mm. Mm. 
I like that. I like that. that you know, just a lot, a lot of details here, y'all. Um, speaking to our online uh, ones listening and our ones that are watching, a lot to unpack. But I think at the end of the day, when we're thinking about this, for, number one, I mean, we could we could get hit left right to Sunday on this one. But honestly, Mark of the Beast to me, in the position that I believe and what I believe is biblical, isn't going to happen until the believer is gone, anyways. So really, it's kind of also hard for me to believe that my God, who knows exactly what's happening as I sit here speaking, as he knows exactly the words that are coming out of my mouth. He knew that Pastor Jackson was about to sit backwards in his chair. He knows that my wife just clicked a a button to put us back up on the Zoom chat. You know what I'm saying? That he has abandoned us. And, And I love what Pastor Jackson said. It's like he is there. He is waiting. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they who wait on the Lord for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not run faint. That is what we're trying to get at here. We're really trying to bring in, in this, in this season of road to revelation that we have to be more discerning. Um, we like to get into the weeds and get into the, 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 this or this or this, and really divide out every issue that we might see in the world. But I think sometimes when we're doing this, this, this discernment, we have to take a step back. We have to sit back and we have to sit there and say, okay, God, you know, before I just run out and I buy, I mean, okay, I should do this more. I don't know. Before I just run out and buy some chocolate snacks, I should probably <laughs> pray about it first. You know what I'm saying? God might be like, yo, bro, you don't need no chocolate sh- snacks. You're getting a little chunky. You know, I, I'm just saying, but, but in, in, in reality, it's, it's about taking a step back. It's, it's about really letting the Lord speak to you because I think sometimes the world creates a bunch of thunder and a bunch of earthquakes. And, and we get caught up in the thunder and the earthquakes and, and it's just, it's overwhelming to us. And, and if, and, and really in this season for me, uh, what God's taught the guy who likes to engage all the time and go fight stuff is to take a step back, put it to the word of God. Like Pastor Jax was saying, it's not, you know, when you start to see divisive, you start to see, you know, all of these like distortions and confusion and all of these things, that's not God. That is not God. That is the enemy, and we have to sit there and say, okay, we, we need to relax for a minute and let God tell us what we need to do. And if you go forward knowing that God is telling you what you need to do, then at least you know you're, you're, you're with God and you're walking forward. Mm. Amen. Romans chapter number eight and verse number one. Therefore, there is no more condemnation for those who are Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, Flesh there, I mean the patterns of the world, the desire of this human body, being led by the Spirit. I want to say to those of that are watching us or listening to us, everything according to the Spirit. Mm. Leave alone all these noises in the world. You that is watching, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you as a person? So that you don't just follow noises and follow things. Because, share. Paul says in Galatians 2.20 that Christ loved and gave himself for me. And Paul says, the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And it is not I who live anymore. It is Christ who lives in me. And therefore, what is the Spirit saying to you as a pastor? Not what is your pastor saying on Sunday. No. And some pastors are saying good, and some pastors are also saying something next to good. <laughs> but every, every single child of God, even if they got born again three weeks ago, the Holy Spirit cares so much for them. Jesus Christ, 
The head of the church, he cares for you. He cares for you. He minds about your life. He minds about your daily living. And so as you go and as you make choices, let me make choices based on our discussion here today. Make choices based on what is the Spirit saying. Thank you very much for having me. Hey Amen. Thank, Thank you, you for so being here, Pastor Jackson. You, you know, you know I'm, I'll get to talk to you a lot more. So I just appreciate this. Uh, being here for our 100th episode, uh, milestone for us. A little heavy topic, but I think it's a good topic. I think that, you know, people should be allowed to hear you know, different sides. And so, hey, thank you, everyone who's listened to us. Uh, we're thankful for you. We're thankful that, that, and we're praying that God is doing a work in your life. All of the amazing verses that you heard, all of the different references, you can access those at thepantrypodcast.com under this episode's show notes. Once again, shout out to Josiah for always doing the best. And if you have, I'm sure there's going to be conversation about this episode above all, um, but do it with love and pray about it. Um, don't do it out of emotion. Don't do it out of offense. Do it out of a desire for godly conversation. Now this episode and every conversation that you have from here on out. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pantry Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and check out other great shows on the Edify app and Eternity Ready Radio.